Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hold it. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah. You know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Huda, and welcome back to the Kenosha Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brendan Ertle. Today, I'm here with my co-host, Chris Connor. Chris, what's up? How's it going? Man, everything is as good as can be, man. Ready, um, ready to watch. Um, I know I checked out the the Dallas Pittsburgh game yesterday, man. Ready to watch some, you know, uh, Saints and a bunch of other teams next weekend, man. So it's good to have some actual football back on TV. Yeah, I was way too invested in that game, not knowing anyone. <laughs> Not knowing the quarterbacks, running backs, I just I love to see Najee Harris and just just to see football back was just great and the fans in the stadium as well. That was that was a great sight to see. But obviously we got training camp going on. We didn't really touch base in the first week. There was only a few practices and no pads, so not much to dive in there. But this week they jumped in pads and that's really when things start to get figured out. Who starts to win positions? Um, when the quarterbacks, the valuation there with the completions and whatnot. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about this for a while, but let's just jump with the quarterbacks. What have you, what have you been seeing? What have you been reading? What do you, what do you like so far? Well, I mean, for me, I, you know, I'd say that it's very, um, it's going to be interesting. Like it seems so far just by things that have been read and some of the videos that have, you know, the articles that, you know, you're looking at a race that's been pretty tight. Right. Um, now we've seen Jameis in front of the camera a lot more than say, than Taysom, it feels. Uh, and that just speaks to the type of the type of personality that, you know, that Jameis is and the way that he can uh, articulate himself and, you know, and just kind of um, move a crowd, to say, to, to say the least. But, yeah, man, I mean, you know, Jameis has a bad practice. He follows it up with what um, Nick Underhill calls, you know, the best practice that he's had since he's been in a Saints uniform. Um so, you know, you've seen ups and downs, you see, you know, turnovers, but not really, you know, not really a whole bunch of, um, you know, I mean, it seems as if the the race is neck and neck, right? I mean, um, they'll both have great practices. They both have average practices. Then Jameis may outdo Taysom one one practice, and then the next practice, Taysom outdoes Jameis. So, 
you know, it really feels as if, you know, we're, we're going to learn more and more about where this thing is going once we watch some actual preseason games. And that's good to, you know, to see that, you know, training camp isn't what's going to be, you know, it's not what's holding these guys back to where we have a clear favorite. You're going to have to go against actual opponents and take live snaps, live reads, and kind of take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't think anyone's pulling away. And I know we all assume that Jameis would probably win this job. But honestly, it's, it's too early to tell. Like you said, preseason games, I mean, who really cares about preseason games? But these are going to be so important for this quarterback battle. And we're going to see, like, Jameis and Taysom play, like, meaningful snaps in these games just to figure out who will be the guy. And, I mean, obviously, Taysom's lost a lot of weight. He's full in on being this quarterback. Um, and it, it, it's, it's kind of concerning to me. I mean, it's not concerning. But the players have all been like, yeah, we're with Jameis and Taysom. It's always Jameis, oh, yeah, and then Taysom. So it, it, I think Jameis is the leader for the players. I think they all know their guy. DeMario actually said we know who we like, which was – I was like, wow. But uh, I, 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 from what I've heard from Nick Underhill, it seems like Jameis has fixed – quote, unquote, fixed his uh, maybe bad decisions. He's taken that dump off. He's, he's maybe throwing a safer ball. Um, comparing him to Sam Darnold in Carolina – uh, I tweeted about this a, a little bit ago, but 12 interceptions. I, I know it's just training camp and teams run their practices a little bit differently, but 12 interceptions, that's a lot of mistakes. I, I got some people saying Carolina's defensive backs are better. Who cares? It doesn't really mean anything. Just I, I like what I'm seeing from Jameis. Obviously, he has the silly video today where he's stretching and he's goofing off and all the players love it. He's got the video two days ago where he's trying to go through the running back pads and gets absolutely destroyed. I, I think – Jameis will end up being the guy, but I just I don't think we're at that position yet. And and like you said, these eleven on elevens, these seven on sevens, they're huge. Every single throw, they're being monitored. There's going to be uh, a story written about them. That's what Sean Payton said about uh, Taysom. Every single throw you make, there's going to be a story about it. So I mean, they're just so important for these guys, and it's really going to come down to that last preseason game to who's the guy. But I think Jameis has one step forward just because he's got the locker room. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's neck and neck in, in, in that quarterback position. But anything else you want to add about the quarterbacks before we move on? No, I mean, I, you know, like I said, it's just – it's encouraging that, you know, that, that these guys came to training camp ready, ready for a healthy slash competitive competition to where they're being neck and neck. And it's not due to, you know, quote-unquote bad, bad play. They're not, they're not both playing average. They both seem consistently to have good throws. You know, it, it, it's – um. And, I mean, you're also, to put this into perspective, they're doing it with a depleted wide receiver mm-hmm. position where the guys are trying to find, you know, the team is trying to find production out of anyone that they can until they get Mike Thomas back, you know, and kind of figure out who's going to run out the rest of the the, uh, the position group. You don't know what's going to happen with Deontay Harris with a moment suspension. Um, but, you know, Marcus Callaway right now is your number one. But, you know, it's, it's, it's very good to see that these guys have been taking care of the football for the most part. Um, you, know, they, you know, they both have had an interception here or there. You know, but um, it just – it's going to make these games even more exciting. Some, some people, game one, game two, you know, once the starters go out, they turn it off, right? Or, you know, or game three, you know, typically, you know, your starters play into the second, sometimes the third quarter. We don't 
know how it's going to work when you're when you're really looking at a one A one B situation right now. And it's been a long time in New Orleans since you could really look at a situation like that that's been developed. I haven't I haven't seen it in in a, in a very long time. A QB competition has been so long. So um, it's going to make preseason fun to watch. Oh yeah, for sure. Last thing I'll add about the quarterbacks is my only concern is when will they name that starter? Will it be the going into week one? I mean, that that's something that has to be talked about. I mean, if they go into week one saying, okay, Jameis is our guy or Taysom's our guy, uh, you just went through the whole training camp not not really knowing who's your quarterback. So after maybe a preseason game or two, are they going to name a starter? Or, I mean, we'll just find out. But um, when transitioning a little bit, when the quarterbacks have struggled, it's really been because of the pass rest. Getting sacked, uh, they're not – actually getting sacked but just being touched uh just uh balls but at batted at the line of scrimmage uh forcing bad decisions it's been the pass rush that's kind of caused these problems and you want to see that as a saints fan because they of course drafted peyton turner in the first round and he's been excellent um i was live streaming the draft and i maybe didn't have the best reaction to them drafting peyton turner but every practice i get more and more excited seeing peyton turner and obviously Two first-round pick Davenport. He's been having a great camp. There was a practice he had. Um, someone said he had three or four sacks. I think John Hendricks said that. And Hendricks, yeah. e- even even if it's against James James Hurst or Tron Armstead, it doesn't even matter. I mean, you just want to see him producing. And um, I've I've heard that Peyton Turner has been very good in his pass rush game, but in the run game, struggle a little bit. But I mean, honestly, the Saints love to kind of have that that ongoing rotation of pass rushers of course cam jordan will be good uh haven't really heard a lot about tanya passing I've, I've wanted to see him maybe inside a little bit to cover uh but a name that's rising is jalen dalton i've heard a lot about him but tons of good things from the d-line right now yeah i mean and, and this is all without mentioning call grandison right call grandison mm-hmm. had a couple of sacks i think that was either today or yesterday uh, so, you know, they're, they're getting constant production, it seems, through these training camp battles out of the defensive line and or, or out of the defensive ends. And, you know, you want to have and you've been wanting to have a, a healthy rotation for years now. Right. One of the things that, you know, that, that made the defense last year so good when they started to turn the corner was the, you know, the overall emergence of Trey Hendricks, Trey, Trey Hendrickson from um, a solid contributor to you know that can be sometimes good to a guy that ended up having a great year you know which ended up getting him getting paid in uh to over to Cincinnati right mm-hmm. um so you know you look at that and you know some teams have three you know for for years we've been wanting a, a consistent guy to uh be on the other side of cam uh when he when he's facing double teams so on and so forth I mean now you're looking at a spot where you're gonna have multiple guys that can give you uh, you know, a, an array of different things. Peyton, you know, Peyton Turner has quick moves off the off the edge, right? A little bit, a little bit more technical. Marcus Davenport, he can he can speed rush on the outside, but for the most part, you know, when he gets going, he's gonna power through you. Cam, fundamentally sound, even you know, at his age, can take what's in front of him and kind of um, make plays happen from there. And then Grandison, from a spin move to this overall explosiveness as a speed rusher uh, offers something there. So, I mean, it's really going to be interesting. And when you think about uh, kind of, you know, uh, the defensive tackle uh, situation that, that New Orleans has right now with, you know, with you know, guys being suspended and just overall depth kind of being unsure there, 
you may be looking at a situation where New Orleans may be coming out in, in several packages where all four of those guys are on the field at the same time in certain situations, you know, having Cam and, and maybe Marcus slide on the inside. So um, it's very encouraging to see these guys be disruptive and hopefully, you know, it translates. Marcus Davenport, I love what you mentioned about him. Uh, you know, for him, I mean, for me, it, it's, 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 it's never been the talent. It's mm-hmm. never been the um, – you know, you know, for me, it's been health and consistency and confidence. That's it. If he's confident, if he's feeling himself, and you see somewhat, somewhat of a swagger out of him, and he can stay on the field, he's gonna find a way to to be disruptive. Even if it doesn't always show up in the sack totals, he's a guy who's always gonna grade out well. He's always gonna flash on tape when you watch the games. He's got to be out there to play him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go look at the tape when Davenport's been healthy and the the plays he's made, the big plays he's made, it's like really jumps out like, wow, this, this dude could really be among the peer, premier pass rushers in the NFL if he stays healthy. And I believe that. And he really needs a big year this year. He's playing on that fifth-year deal. So uh, another thing about the pass rush is uh, obviously we don't know what's going on with the corner acquisition on the outside. I mean, we had a Debo starting today. We had P. Rob starting another day. A, a solid way to hide that position is having a great pass rush. And that's what the Saints yep. have been doing uh, for the past two, three years. I mean, Lattimore has been excellent, but he wouldn't be as good without this pass rush that we've had. I mean, we've had uh, going back all the way to Alex Okafor. We had Trey Hendrickson. I'm just talking about opposite Cam. We've always had that guy that's been able to come and produce just, just enough to be um, among the elite defenses in the league. And obviously in the playoffs that hasn't been there, but the saints need that consistency and maybe even more so this year than years past, they need to have that elite like Tampa Bay bucks kind of pass rush that makes it. So it doesn't even matter who's out there corner. A Debo could be starting all 16, 17 games. And if the pass rush is elite, I mean, he'll, 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 he'll survive out there. So, I mean, obviously they brought in Prince Mukamara as well. Uh, we'll kind of see who, kind of wins that job it's another one of those jobs where in preseason it's really going to tell who starts opposite Lattimore and if Lattimore gets suspended who takes that that second spot as well so I mean lots of question marks there but I think a really good way of hiding that corner position is obviously pass rush and like you said uh hiding the defensive tackle position as well um lots of three four lots of nickel obviously they added Brian Poole so he'll get some meaningful snaps with Chauncey out there uh bringing back Quan I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, we haven't seen it a ton. The Saints usually like to run two linebackers, maybe bring a third out there. Pete's been running with the first team. Um, Zach Bond's been playing well. So, I mean, what do you think about the linebacker room, especially with Quan coming back as well? Well, I, I mean, if you remember pointing back to the draft, a lot of people were upset that the Saints didn't draft a linebacker in the first round before they ended up getting, you know, getting Pete Werner. But even still, it was looked at a kind of a shaky position arguably even more than cornerback because a lot of people assumed that uh, not only the Saints went ahead and drafted a corner um, after Werner, but the thought process was, all right, well then, you know, maybe uh, maybe a guy like Richard Sherman will be in play or maybe the Saints will trade for someone. That's been kind of the expectation. And then when you come out, you know, when Peyton comes out and says, you know, that it's a, it's a need, you know, tight lip, tight lip coach Peyton, right. Especially early in training camp when he comes out and says with, um, you know, there's there's no room to doubt that it's a position of need, one way or another. Um, you know, it kind of you know it leaves a position. You know, you you would have you would have thought that we forget exactly where the linebacker position I think in a lot of areas were right because Zach Bond we didn't really get a chance to see as much out of him last year. We didn't uh you know Pete Pete Warner's a you know a first year guy 
Uh, Demario Davis has been great. We know we know what to get out of him. But the, but the depth around him, you lost you lost Alex Alex Angeloni uh, over over to Detroit. Um, you know you got guys like Caden Ellis, but really wasn't sure who would be that second or third guy consistently to come out for this team and produce and bring in a guy back like uh, Quan Alexander, who's healthy. Just and I mean, you know, the reports have been that he's even more explosive than he was before. Um, it's just going to make everyone's life easier because those two guys, Demario and Quan, they they have a special relationship. For I mean, you would you would think these guys have played together three four years the way they they just seem to be happy and uh, charismatic around each other. And that defense, I think, from a playmaking perspective, from a tight end to running back coverage coverage line. They were way more explosive when Quan was healthy on the field before mm-hmm. he got hurt in that Minnesota game. That's mm-hmm. just that's just how it looked. They looked extremely more explosive. Quan may not be, uh, you know, he he's not going to be your prototypical linebacker that always, you know, that always makes the right the right plays for you know for coaches to be happy about. He's not going to continually, uh, you know, make you know wrap up tacklers. He's gonna he's gonna make some mistakes, but he's explosive. When he sees things, he's able to make them happen. I think he's a guy who's going to be able to to, to produce turnovers, both uh, in coverage and um, you know uh, against opposing running backs or tight ends, receivers. You know that 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 he ends up having an opportunity of tackling. Um, it's just it's the perfect type of present veteran presence that I think that this team needs as they try to get Zach Bond up to speed and you know playing a you know respectable amount of snaps and. You know, you don't want to put too much on your rookie, Pete Werner, as well. But it's just everything's going to be a lot easier. And uh, for a position that had, I think, had so many question marks along with cornerback and wide receiver, it's, it's kind of overtaken both of those both of those areas to where maybe at some point you'd be looking at it as, as a strength. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the, the my immediate thought when Kwan uh, was signed back here, it was – Maybe he doesn't need to start week one. I mean, he doesn't need to be taking 50, 60 snaps with Demario Davis. I mean, Pete Warner has been uh, stepping in that first team, and he's been playing well. And if Pete takes that job, good for him. But if Kwan can come in 30, 40 plays and, until he's up to speed, that, that's phenomenal. And what Pete can play special teams or whatnot. But the thing that I really like about Kwan is, like you said, the defense flies around with him on the field. Everyone looks better when Kwan's on the field. There's one player that sticks out more when Quan's on the field, and that's Demario Davis. And he was hyped on Twitter. And the reason why is because I don't think ever the Saints have had a coverage linebacker as good as Quan. He's fast. He's quick. He's good at cutting. I mean, you, we could name some guys maybe that have had good coverage skills. Um, obviously, Demario's good with Make that. Vilma. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but Demario, good in coverage, but he's an extremely good blitzer, extremely good in the run game. And having Quan on the field – you have that flexibility to say, okay, let's let's let this bull go. Let's let let him go. Blitz the line, blitz the quarterback. Um, sometimes I it, the the highlight that really sticks out to me is that Eagles game when Quan kind of struggled in the run game. Uh, they'd kind of flow the ball, and Demario, even if he was on the other side, he'd beat him to the ball. I mean, it just Demario's just that good. But having Quan on the field, uh, it's like almost having like another defensive back. Obviously, he's not going to make every every tackle. But he's kind of a boomer bust in the run game. But just having him on the field, like you said, it's it's so good for the team. And I, I've spoke with uh, Dr. Reef, who you will speak to as well, uh, and get an article out. I mean, he's a super cool guy. And this was Quan's first year working with Dr. Reef. And the videos I've seen have been 
have been phenomenal. And they said an Achilles tear is an 11, 12-month injury. Uh, and I always connect back to Marcus Cousins. Ever since DeMarcus Cousins tore his Achilles with the Pelicans, he's never really been the same. So, uh, obviously, Kwan got back on the field super fast in seven months, and he's already out there doing drills. He doesn't have his pads on yet, but there's there's literally no reason to rush him out there. Uh, Sean Payton said he doesn't know if he'll be good to go week one, but like you said, this is going to be a, a deep linebacker room. I mean, we haven't had a real deep linebacker room in a while. I mean, uh, you go down the list, yeah, yeah. Caden Ellis, I mean, special teams, he, he'll be a guy. Chase Hansen is a guy that they've really liked. Um, uh, is Craig Robertson still on this team? I don't even, I, I'm blanking on <laughs> I, I, I believe Craig is gone. Yeah, yeah. I believe yeah, I, Craig is gone. I don't, yeah. I don't think they brought him back, but it's feel like he's been here forever. But that, yeah. that, that's a spot for someone to take on you know, special teams, a special teams leader. But having, I, I'd be fine having three linebackers on the field with Pete, DeMario, and Kawan once he's healthy, but someone is going to have to step up in that DT position. And I, I've I've seen um, kind of Malcolm Roach have some. I, I don't know how to explain this, but he's been hot on TikTok for the trend of not wanting uh, teammates' daughters to date him. He's kind of been that guy, but he's been very successful in training camp. I've seen some good videos of him. Um, I think he could be a guy that could come and step in that position, side total as well, until David Onyemata gets back healthy or uh, comes back from some special. Since, yeah. yeah, comes back healthy mentally, I guess. Um, but let's switch sides. We've, t- we've talked about defense for so long. Let's talk about this offense. And uh, obviously the defense is hopefully going to be special. And there's so much question marks on offense. But I just want to start off with wide receivers. Uh, you started talking about earlier Callaway. Uh, what do you think about Callaway? I mean, I've been a big fan, number one. What do you think? I mean, it's it's so how we talked about how Sean came out and and told the media in the first training camp press conference, I believe that cornerback was a position of need. He has been saying for a long time now, when they've been asked about wide receiver, we like our room, mm-hmm. like our room, we like our room. And Mickey said the same thing. Well, it seems when they say we like our room. What that means is, okay, at some point we know Michael Thomas is going to be right. He's going to be there. We know we have there. And we think Marcus, Marquez Callaway is going to be a problem. That's basically what it means. And that's, that's what it's look, it looks like it's being supported so far to start training camp. And they're saying, you know, the, the, you know, the people have been saying that he looks like a number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's been, he's been making a bunch of plays on the outside, on the inside. Um, and that's encouraging because you need you, – you are going to need somebody to kind of um, – whether whether Mark, whether Thomas was there or not, you needed another guy who was going to be able to make plays consistently and in you know various ways. Uh, you know you know you have a guy that you can move around already in Deontay Harris. Um, you know who who's a who, who's a speed threat that's also made some plays throughout camp. I think you know he's gonna he's gonna have his number called a lot more. Um, if yeah, I mean depending on when Thomas comes back or you know or even afterwards, he's gonna be a guy that's very important in the offense. And you know I think he he already was. Uh, dating back to last season and um, you know you could tell that you know I, I one of the things I I often think about outside of what he does in special teams he made a few plays in that in that playoff game against the Buccaneers mm-hmm. he ends up going out they lose a, a percent of explosiveness that they could not afford to lose um, you know but regardless he's an important part of this team uh, Trey Kwan gonna, gonna continue to I think in the fall 
considering the fact that both those guys ended up leaving leaving practice with injuries, Deontay, you know, and and uh, Traquan, and there's so many other different question marks there. You know, Jawan Johnson, uh, you know, uh, uh, Baker, Marco Callaway has been the constant, and those guys are looking at him as the constant, and that's just that's very, you know, I I think that what Peyton was saying once again. Uh, when he was saying we're confident in our room is that we think Marquez Callaway is going to be a star or, 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 or we think he's going to be a really good player for us. And, you know, you, you can make, you can make what you want to make about how well some of the cornerbacks have been doing. Uh, but it's very encouraging when guys are coming out, not only when players are saying, coaches are saying, yo, you know, we like what this kid is doing, but the production through video and through some of the writers and media guys and, you know, and girls that have been there uh, kind of backs that up as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we can look at uh, Deontay's been playing phenomenal. Uh, he'll get the two-game suspension because uh, of his offseason, what would happen there. So that's another question mark that kind of scared away Saints fans. But I think that opens the door for a guy like Jalen McCleskey. I've heard a lot of stuff about him. I mean, he's had some some some, some great some great plays, and I've, I, I just keep seeing him on my Twitter feed. I just can't stop seeing him. Uh, he could be a guy that could come in and, t- and make this roster. Maybe when Deontay comes back, maybe he takes a, a step, uh, seat on the bench. But he still could get a spot on this roster and be a productive guy. Uh, you talked about Traquan a little bit. He's something I want to talk about, especially. Uh, obviously, I think Callaway will be the guy, the number one guy. Uh, but Traquan, of course, he's had his up and downs with the Saints. Uh, he's had his really good plays, and he's had his obviously his, his not great moments, not being healthy dropping balls, things like that. But I think his offseason with Jameis, if Jameis does end up winning the job, I think this will be one of his more successful years if he can stay healthy. That's the big question, if he can stay healthy. Because Jameis, I mean, he said, if you're 60, 70 yards down the field, keep running. I'm going to throw you, throw you that football. And that's something he's never been able to do. I mean, Drew's arm strength was always kind of a question mark. And Jameis, that's his main thing. I mean, he loves to sling it. And – that's that was Traquan's main thing at UCF, and I went back and watched highlights a couple weeks ago. Every every ball he caught was 20, 25 yards down the field. And I mean, that's what he's meant to be doing. So I would love to see him back in that role. Uh, Quan Baker as well. He's made some good plays with Ian Book. Um, he's a guy as well. And like you said, Sean Payton will always tell you he's one of those mysterious coaches, but he'll always tell you straight up what they need. And they've always liked the fire receiver room. Um, of course, they're excellent at bringing in UDFA's. Uh, another guy who's had a great camp is Chris Hogan, and I thought he might be coming and be a camp body and just maybe not make the team and just kind of push these young guys. But he's been making some good plays. He's had tons of catches. Uh, he could be a guy who could end up making this roster and having meaningful snaps in the slot. I mean, it, it's very possible possible that he could make this team. Um, yeah. And when I when I watch him, he looks exactly like Austin Carr. What 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 the Saints wanted him to be, Austin Carr, the same number, the same look, and he the Saints might as well just revive his career. I mean, he was playing lacrosse uh, two weeks ago, and now he's in the NFL, about to make a roster almost. So I'm looking forward to see. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to see most in preseason is those wide receivers, um, who's throwing to them, uh, what where they're kind of lined up. I want to see that depth chart. I want to kind of see where the Saints have these guys lined up. If they have McCleskey as high as people think, if Quan Baker could be a, a guy as well. So wide receivers, um, running backs as well. I mean, that's a big uh, – not a big question, but obviously they brought in Devontae Freeman. 
and they have Ty Montgomery at receiver, they moved in the receiver as well. So I just keep thinking of guys that the Saints have at that wide receiver position, and they might not have the Michael Thomas at that position, but they have a ton of guys who uh, can be successful in this league. And at worst, they struggle for six, seven weeks, and Michael Thomas comes back. I mean, he's not going to be out for the whole season. We're acting like he's going to be gone all year. And he might not come back 100%, but Michael Thomas is going to fight like hell to get back in the football field. And I know there's question marks with him, but those will all go away once he gets back in the football field. And that's just what I'm looking forward to there. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no. Because, see, I think that something else is going to work in, in everyone's um, favor, mainly the guys that are competing for these for these spots, is that, you know, the Saints have had years where they've, where they've kept six wideouts on, you know, on the roster after – um, after the final cuts are made, and this might be a situation where they have to. They may, you know, they may like. Uh, you might be looking at a at a tight race after you get past um, after you get past Traquan, Deontay, Marquez, and you know, uh, you know, we know we'll see if um, where where Michael Thomas is to start the year. But I mean, look, I mean, you could be looking at an extra two to three positions that are going to be or slots that are going to be up for grabs there. What type of guy are they going to want to? And then on top of that, you know, how will they be used? How will they be rotated, you know, once this thing is announced? You know, how many of them will dress? I mean, it, there's, there's so many different different unknowns that, you know, you know, we'll have to look at. You mentioned who's going to be throwing in the football, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a guy like, a, a guy like Jameis, while, you know, he can, he can definitely improvise. He can definitely make some plays on the run. You know, he can definitely get the ball out. He's been working on his anticipation trying to stay away from bad decisions and making good decisions. So, you know, people that are able – if you're – a guy like Chris Hogan may work perfect for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Hogan, more than like, you know, he's been in the league a long time, played with Tom Brady, played with um, uh, a few other quarterbacks that I, you know, that I can't think of right now. But he he's a guy that's always going to be in the spot he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be important. A guy like Taysom is going to improvise even more than Jameis. He – Chris Hogan may not be a guy that's going to work for Taysom because Taysom may, you know, we know we'll have to see how much better he's gotten at reading, progressing, and firing at that position from a traditional standpoint, right? So, um, so many things are in play here in regards to who's going to work for what. You know, the only thing that you know that I know or, or that we know is that Callaway is for sure going to work no matter who's throwing him the football. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be interesting to see, you know, like you mentioned, and I'm glad you did, you know. Who's having success with who and how that translates into other positions, quarterback, for example. Um, if you name Jameis, do you get rid of a quarterback that you might have kept if you were going to have Jameis as your starter? I mean, I mean I'm Jameis. I just combined <laughs> Taysom, Taysom as your starter, you know. So um, those connections are going to be key. And I think early, you know, we'll see not just with the depth chart, but who's in the game when other, you know, when other receivers are in, you know, who's able to, to thrive with both. It's going to be really inter- interesting to watch, man. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see a Jameis or Taysom detailed playbook just for them. Uh, not not really an improvised playbook. I, I want to see something that looks like it's meant for them, and it might look like a whole different kind of Saints offense. Um, but this is going to be our last week talking football without actual stats in a football game. So they were all just speculations. It's just me reading tweets and seeing videos. So I mean, there's not a lot of ton of ton of facts going on. But this this will be our last week until. Uh, hopefully late, late in the year where we're not talking about Saints football. So uh, we got a game this weekend. We'll be covering that right after the game. We'll, we'll come out to you guys, hopefully with Chris and Nate. We get, get the whole squad in here. But 
we hope we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode just a quick breakdown of what's been going on this past couple weeks in training camp um let them let them know where they can find you on twitter what, what's your twitter at um impatient bull uh for those that don't know um it's all it's all lowercase um yeah man i mean we're we're definitely looking forward to uh some real some real some actual saints football upcoming mm-hmm. so we can stop a little bit of this of the speculation since um like you mentioned we know we're just you know we're reading articles we're reading tweets and you know and watching videos we can really see things live i mean there'll be a lot of people uh kind of trying to trying to get their feet wet and hopefully um hopefully after the baltimore game you know we'll have we'll be on our way to having more answers than questions Mm -hmm. absolutely and I'm, i'm sure that'll be the case but uh make sure you uh of course, follow me on Twitter, but if you're a stressed Pelicans fan or just a loyal Saints fan, give Chris a follow. He'll give you posts with everything like that. So uh, we'll catch you guys next episode. We hope you guys enjoy. Who that? Don't we know that?